everyone. Before we get started, we wanted to let you know about our venue consulting. We have broken up our offerings into four distinct needs, design, sales and client experience, marketing, and those all-important SOPs. You can take advantage of one or all of these tricky spots for your venue. If you want to learn more and get a few more details, head on over to hustleandgather.com to see how we can work together and reach your venue goals. All right, let's get to today's show. You know, there was so many years, 2021 to be exact, that it just felt like it was like, I can't breathe. Like, this is too much. And I don't feel that way anymore. Welcome to Hustle & Gather, a podcast about inspiring the everyday entrepreneur to take the leap. I'm Dana. And I'm Courtney. And we are two sisters who have started multiple businesses together. And yes, it is as messy as you think. Because we know that starting a business isn't easy. I mean, we've done it four times. And on this show, we talk about the ups and downs of the hustle and the reward at the end of the journey. And this year, we're talking with our guests about three important topics in our entrepreneurial journey, like team building, work-life balance, and how to recover from tragedy, both in business and in life. But up first is team building, because we know that as business owners, we're only as strong as our weakest link. We'll be talking about how to build, motivate, and empower your team. And today we're learning from Nina McCaskey. Nina is a makeup artist and founder of Wedded Kiss, a hair and makeup business that helps brides of all kinds look and feel their best on their special days. With each artist having over 10 years of experience in the field, her team is highly skilled and small. And today we're talking with Nina about why she prefers to keep her team exclusive and how that affects how her employees work and interact. Welcome, Welcome back. Nina. Hey. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Duh. We've already, In the studio. We've already laughed so too much today. That's right. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like all the listeners missed like the preview. It was pretty good. It, it was, was good. good. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yes. But we're so excited to have you here. And, um, we want you to kind of dive into a little bit about your background and not your full story. If you really want to know Nina's full story, check out episode six. Episode yeah. six. All she about Nina. Into it, but just kind of give us a brief overview of how you got to where you're here. Got it. Yeah. I studied theater. Mm-hmm. Um, then I fell like deeply in love with like the beauty of theater. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing makeup professionally in Nashville mm-hmm. out of college. Mm. Moved to New York City. Mm. Went and did uh, tons of makeup there, moved here, started my company in New York City, developed a team here in North Carolina, Mm -hmm. and I have been full-time doing hair and makeup for weddings for six years. Wow. Are you from Nashville? No, I just went to school there. Are you from North Carolina? She's from Florida. I grew up in Orlando, Florida. I was born in upstate New York. My parents got cold, Mm -hmm. moved there, (laughs) went to college in Nashville, moved to New York City because I always said I was going to, Mm -hmm. and then moved here to be like close to my brother and his kids and stuff. So you weren't Um, born in Florida. How old were you when you moved? Eight. Okay. And and you moved away for college? Yeah. So you grew up in Orlando? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like like if somebody said, where was your home? It's Orlando. Okay. Tell us a little bit about, because um, we're talking about teams, obviously, and you moved down with the intention of um, just doing your thing. Yeah. And when was the moment you were like, I need people? Well, yeah. back it up. You're a solo Got artist it. in New York. I was. And then occasionally, like, I would get a large wedding party there. But, like, I was doing, like, you know— one a month mm-hmm. I was doing a wedding, right? Like oh, it's hysterical wow. to think about now. That is hysterical. Yeah. And I was working as a trainer for Laura Mercier Cosmetics mm-hmm. for like eight years. And so like I ended up um, just doing that as like a side gig. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved here, 
I came here with the intention of like, I want to do it full time. Mm -hmm. And then when I moved to the South, I was like, wow, people have a lot more friends than in New York. Yeah. Maybe it's having a car and not having to commute to like (laughs) go see your friends. But I was like, these wedding parties are like ginormous. Mm -hmm. Um, True. So I'd get one that was like, I have 14 bridesmaids. And I was like, whoa, Whoa. what am I going to (laughs) do? So like the first person that kind of like joined my team, Sarah, she's like, OG, Mm -hmm. um, and has been with me like five and a half years. Um, She, we like met at like a coffee shop. I had heard her name from another person that did hair and makeup. And I like was like, hey. I got 10 on the on the books this year. It's going to be a crazy year. And she was like, what, 10? I was like, do you want in? We can do it together. And I remember, like, we talk about it all the time that, like, she didn't know me. I didn't know her. We met at this coffee shop. And she was like, oh, yeah, I was born in upstate New York. And I was like, what? And, like, she sounded like all my aunts, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is, like, destiny Kismet. or something. Yeah. Yes. Because then we, like, got along so well, um, and she was with me in the beginning when, like, I took payment, like, the day of the wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not prior to. <laughs> I didn't make a wedding schedule. Mm. I had a contract, but, like, I had to, like, physically come to your house and, like, mm. give it to you mm-hmm. when you had decided. Right. Like, it's so funny to think nice. about. Um, that is crazy. And that was only, like, five and a half years ago, yeah. you know? A lot's changed. You learn a lot. Now. Yeah. You learn a lot. And then once she and I did so well together and then we would get even larger parties or I'd be like, oh, we could do two Mm -hmm. and we would like double book. Mm -hmm. And then I started meeting so many other great people, especially in like retail, in makeup retail Mm -hmm. that were so skilled and have been doing it for so long that I was like, how do I get them out of the world Mm -hmm. that I wanted to get out of? Right. Because for so long I was like stuck in that world. And so... It was wonderful training, but you don't make great money. Right. You're working eight hours a day on your feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I met these people, I was like, I got a way out and mm-hmm. come with me. <laughs> so you were like like a prophet. Yeah. And yeah. Like a lot of the girls on my team worked at blow dry bars mm-hmm. for a really long time. And that is excruciating work. Mm. Um, a lot of them have carpal tunnel because yeah. of it. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And they were getting paid by the hour, like ten fifty an hour. Oh, wow. To do these blowouts for women for eight hours a day. And I was like, what if I could offer you the amount you would make in a whole day in like three hours? Mm. And they were like, yes, I Mm. want that. And Mm -hmm. I was like, come with me. (laughs) In my van. And they're like, right? And they're like so skilled that I'm just like, your skill level is just getting like wasted away. And Mm. you're exhausting yourselves Mm -hmm. just like I was. Yeah. Um, And so part of getting a team wasn't a financial thing for me Mm. so much. It was like, I found this like great path. Mm. How do I like help other people? Mm. So it was like altruistic. Yeah. Like I loved the money of it, Mm -hmm. obviously. um, But I didn't get this team because of the financial aspect. It Mm -hmm. was like, heart aspect. Does that make sense? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely a different approach because I feel like for us, it was that was it was definitely a money and time thing is why yeah, we was. did it, and f- we did everything together for so long, and then we split up, and so we started double booking, and it mm-hmm. was when we realized we could triple book, that we're like, okay, we need to trust somebody else, mm-hmm. and I'm curious, was that really hard to not show up at a wedding and it say like, even though you worked with Sarah for how however long and you knew she was great, but it's your name, like the first couple were like 
excruciating. Because mm-hmm. um, as much as I trusted everyone and that I had worked alongside mm-hmm. everyone, like I never sent anybody else out that I like didn't know their work. But I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. Like at my core, <laughs> I really am. I think a lot of creatives are. Yes, because, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, it's our baby. Mm -hmm. Like, also, like, I'm not a mom. And so, like, my business is essentially, like, my child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like, I have developed it. And, like, it's almost like just, like, it's a huge part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And so to trust other people to go, okay, here's my baby. Mm -hmm. Like, watch it for me. Make sure it's perfect when I return, you know? So, yeah, in the beginning, it was really tough. And I was, like, constantly, like, texting. Like, everything's going okay? You guys there? Like, Corny still does that with me. Mm -hmm. Makes you feel any better. I've I've lessened my micromanaging over the years. And I'm sure if you talk to my team, they'd be like, well, actually, there are some (laughs) moments. Because I still make them send me photos of, like, all of their work um, just so that I know and I can give them like some construction like you know but I've pretty much relinquished all control at this point and it's like very liberating yeah (laughs) Yeah, for sure I bet it's liberating but I could imagine it was hard because I mean you've built your brand on your particular aesthetic Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that is there like training that goes into like this is the Nina McCaskey way yeah so, like, we're underdoers. Like, I tell all of our yeah. clients that, that I would rather somebody walk out of the chair and go, oh, I could use more blush and then come back and we put mm-hmm. it on mm-hmm. than somebody leave our chair going, whoa, mm-hmm. I'm a different human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not the vibe. Mm-hmm. So I cultivated a team of makeup artists that are similar to my style yeah. and have been trained similar to me where, like, they're not going to overdo someone. We do trainings, like, you know, like quarterly trainings where we all get together and, like, you know, swap tips and stuff. But I trust everyone so much because they have a similar background to me and they have like a similar like approach to makeup. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for my hair girls. Mm-hmm. Like they're not overcomplicating things and they're really listening to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a very essential to our business too. I'm super curious too because I think that, like you said, like you can find people that have similar talent or mm-hmm. like that have, that maybe were trained the same way or whatnot. But I think what makes you so different mm-hmm. is is your brand, who you are, what you stand yep. for, mm-hmm. um, that you're, like, I think the, your tag, I don't know your tagline, but you tell everybody, like, you're never late. Like, you're always finished before the timeline, yes. right? And there are some people, as we talked walking up, that inherently aren't that way, yeah. right? And so how do you find those people that yeah. maybe not just have the skills that you want, but align with the values and the... Like the hospitality, the hospitality that you, part of it. Yeah. Well, a lot of my people also have that cosmetic retail background. Mm -hmm. And I think you – or a blow-dry background Mm -hmm. where you see so many people all the time Mm -hmm. and you're just meeting different kinds of people. Um, And so I think they have a background where they have have the um, communication skills to Mm -hmm. listen to people and say like, okay, I know what I want to do to you, but what do you want? Mm -hmm. And I I constantly tell my – like my whole team, like, we have to make sure that, like, just say yes. Mm -hmm. Because, like, whatever they want is the most important. Mm -hmm. Don't try to convince someone otherwise. Because I wouldn't want that. Like, if I said to somebody, I want this look, and they were like, that's not the look, girl. (laughs) And a lot of times that can happen in my industry that people are like, oh, that's not trending right now. Or, like, are you sure you want that? And that's just not our vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
we don't do before and afters. Yeah. Because I find them so rude. Because I wouldn't want somebody to be like, look at what she looked like before. She was an ogre. But look <laughs> at her now. She's a princess. Like the princess diaries right, thing. Right, right, right. We don't do that. That, I think the core of my business is like making sure people don't feel like shit when yeah. they leave our chair. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because I'm sure everyone has like a horrible story mm-hmm. where they went and got their makeup or hair done. And they walked out, and they were convinced that mm-hmm. they look cute. Mm-hmm. And then they walked out, and they were like, this isn't me. Yep. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so the core of my business is, you're hot, we add sparkles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I never want somebody to think they weren't cute before. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is the only way you're going to look cute. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Yeah. Does that kind of yeah. answer your question? No, <laughs> I love that. I, I, but I think, I think it's so hard. I think that's part of building a team mm-hmm. is building a cohesive team that all buys into that, yeah. you know? Have you ever had like someone slip through your um, screening process? Yes. yes. Tell us mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. For sure. I've had some people that weren't great at communicating mm-hmm. who didn't realize the intensity of a wedding day mm-hmm. and how important it is mm-hmm. um, and just thought of it as a job. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to me that my team realizes like we can fuck up somebody's whole day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that to scare them, but it's true because everyone has a horror story where like makeup ran an hour, two hours behind. They didn't get the photos they wanted. They Mm -hmm. were late to their ceremony Mm -hmm. and that's not going to be us. Right. And if somebody, even like timeline, if someone on my team is like, oh, I'm running five minutes late, like we will have a conversation Mm -hmm. about it because five minutes can lead into, oh, I didn't get to unpack my stuff in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I started this person too late. Mm-hmm. And so it's it can spiral. Right. So it's so important for me to always make sure that, like, the quality mm-hmm. is always there. And that's why I will not expand mm-hmm. further. Mm-hmm. Everyone talks to me about that. Well, why don't you just get more people? Why don't you, why don't you just, like, expand your team? And I'm like... Quality is so important mm-hmm. to me and what we do mm-hmm. that I, I know it'll make me more money. Mm-hmm. I know it will. But will my business suffer long term if I have 16 artists instead of eight? Yes. It will. The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I didn't get into this for the financial aspect. I love it. I'm so glad that I like have this. But it matters to me more of the quality of the Mm -hmm, team. mm -hmm. And that's why I had to say goodbye to a few people because like they weren't meeting up to those standards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It sucks. It does suck. It does suck. It's really hard. I hate doing that. Yeah. (laughs) Cause I'm like so nice. I'm like, I, I have to go into this and I've had to fire people and then being like crying and like Mm -hmm. just pouring their hearts out. Like this is all I have. And me being like, I'm sorry, it's not, not good, anymore. I know. <laughs> it's like, it's not a good fit. It's, I appreciate you. You're talented. It's not a good fit. And it's hard for me as mm-hmm. a feeler, but quality. Yeah. And the yeah. quality wasn't there right. and it wasn't a good fit. Right. So oh, I, I think too, like kind of looking back on when people haven't worked out and people that we've had to hire or fire and let go is you have to think about it holistically. You mm-hmm. have to think this one person's actions or inactions or how it is, how it reflects on the team mm-hmm. and how it can kind of bring down the whole ship, you know? Yeah. So you can't prioritize this one person's emotional state, which might be crummy at the time, mm-hmm. over like everything that you've built for everybody else. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or negative attitude. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, I've had that worse. where I'm like, okay, this is like polluting the whole mm-hmm. pond. It's it cancer. is. Yeah. yeah. And I can 
I've done it where I've just let them go mm-hmm. or I've had a conversation say like if this continues mm-hmm. like well, I'm gonna have to because mm-hmm. like where's this coming from a right and like you're not messing up my my right. gig here because right. like this was before you yeah mm-hmm. but luckily like I haven't had a ton of that which I feel so blessed about because I don't want a ton of that in my life we haven't had a ton but we've certainly like hung on longer than we should oh, yeah have. You know, or oh, like let you it. Didn't want to fire someone. Yeah, or like, yeah. or like it just wasn't. I determined this recently, and I can't remember what I was listening to. Oh no, I was. We were at. Um, I was going over the panel with uh, Meredith. We teach at Meredith, which does a podcast, you know. Yeah. And we had a panel, and they were talking about failure, and how like learning from your failure, and like kind of picking up your bootstraps, and sometimes that's just universe telling you something, and moving on to something else, and allow something else. And it's almost like I think about this with employees. Like I would almost rather, I think it's better to fail spectacularly, to be like this is like clearly, no, you don't, like you're you're not my person, the makeup's not right, the values aren't yeah. right, than to have something that's just kind uh-huh. of limps along that's so, so mediocre. Mm-hmm. It's like better to fail spectacularly than limp along and be mm-hmm. moderately successful. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. I feel like we've had several instances in our company where it was moderately successful and yeah. it was good enough but was it the best? You know what I yeah. mean? And I think those are like the dicier ones. Well, to it's me. hard to let go of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're constantly going, well, there's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before. Yeah. Like, but clients love them. Mm-hmm. But then in the long run, you're like, like eventually it gets to a breaking point. Mm-hmm. And eventually you're like, okay, this yeah. has got to go. Yeah. 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 But I think, and I said this recently, but the story of like one of our um, very similar, we had this person in. We really didn't, we were afraid to fire them because clients loved this person. Yeah. They really did. Love, uh-huh. They're like, oh, this is, she's great. She's wonderful. And she was like, okay, there were definitely some things. And I think at one point we said, look, she's just not a good fit. Like, yeah. I feel like she's going to make a big mistake. It's going to cost us a lot of money one day. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, she's just not representing our, our value system, you know, and we need to let her go. And we did. And so we were really afraid that these clients that loved her, Oh, to, yeah. to take them over. And I remember I was sitting with one of them in a meeting. We were going over all this stuff. And, and I said, you know, I just want to check in. Like, how are you doing? I know you really love this person. And, you know, I know Democrat, I know that it um, was probably hard. And she's like, and she looked at me and she goes, I had no idea how good it could have been. Oh, wow. Like, and so I think for a lot of people, like they don't know greatness. Yeah. You know, like they don't, ex- they, they just know it's similar. Like you have someone slumping along and they're limping along with that client. That client's like, oh, this must be what it is. Because most clients haven't been married before. Right, totally. Right? So they don't know. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this must have been good until they experience something great. Like how many, like, bridesmaids have you had that, like, that are in your chair? And like, oh, my God, this was so easy and so wonderful. So I, different from my wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've had that a thousand times. Yes. And it's not. And, they, and I don't think they could look at it and say it was a, this terrible negative experience. No. It's just like they didn't realize how good it could have been. Yeah. Yeah. We've had right. a lot of that. And they... Luckily, like, bridesmaids then realize how great it is, and mm-hmm. they're like, okay. And then we have reoccurring brides now, or reoccurring bridesmaids that turn sure. into brides. So then, like, I'll show up to a wedding, and literally, like, I know everyone there. That's, That's fun. Which is incredible, because then I'm like, all of y'all have had great experiences. Yes. Because sometimes I feel like um, I have to nurse some of my clients mm-hmm. back to hell, mm-hmm. um, because they have had bad experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they sit in my chair, and they're, like, instantly, like, not trusting. Mm. Um, and so that's another thing that like mm-hmm. is very essential in my team that I want them to automatically like mm-hmm. give that envelope of trust mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. people. Right. Switching gears a little bit here. Yeah. Right. So we talked about team and like how you've built your team and you recently took a sabbatical. 
Oh, yeah. Because you had this team in place, so you could do that. It's true. Left your company in the hands of your staff that you hired. And tell us a little bit about that time and uh, why why you took that step back. Totally. Well, it felt like after 2020, it was an emotional wreck for everyone. And we had, like, rescheduled, like, 80-plus weddings. Who knows? At this point, I lost track. And then 2021 was incredibly packed and it was the most I had ever worked in my entire life. And I feel like a lot of wedding people felt like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Probably a lot of small businesses period felt Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And I had worked myself to what I called crispy toast mode (laughs) where it wasn't like I was burnt out. I was like the crumbs in the bottom of the toaster. (laughs) So I was like, what can I do at the end of fall of 2021? I was like, I can't do this again next year. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't continue to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday weddings and then work all week and mm-hmm. then nine to nine be on my computer answering mm-hmm. emails and then doing trial. Like I was overwhelmed with work. And so I was like, is there a way for me to put in place where I can literally not see a client for an entire month? And I picked July because it's not notoriously a super busy month for us. It's not May or October. I knew my team would want the work. Like, Mm -hmm. of course they will, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're generally not working 40 to 80 hours a week like uh, the owner Mm -hmm. is. And um, and I also really had this like like accomplishment I wanted, which was to like get a beach house for my whole family. Mm. I'm getting emotional. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, I had this goal to like get a vacation house for my whole family because Mm -hmm. I thought. I've worked so hard. Mm-hmm. I've never been able to give that gift to my family. Because in New York, girl was broke, you know, <laughs> because New York is is tough. And to, like, accumulate any money for a big vacation is, mm-hmm. like, really hard in New York City. Mm-hmm. So moving here and being able to save money um, and have my team to trust mm-hmm. um, was a huge a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And part of that was me relinquishing control to them mm-hmm. and taking a step back. And in that I got the freedom to still work, but have just like a little bit, mm-hmm. like a sigh of relief. And July felt like that for me. Um, it was a time to like see myself outside of my business mm-hmm. Because, you know, as, like, mm-hmm. a small business owner, like, grinding daily, mm-hmm. like, constantly having go, where are we going to go? How am I going to make more money? How am I going to get more clients? To finally take a step back and be like, oh, I'm a human outside mm-hmm. of this business. I can do other things. And that's what this summer felt like for me was that I could relinquish the control, trust this team that I had built. They wanted the business. They wanted the opportunity. And I could finally just, like, take a collective sigh Mm -hmm. and, like, let go. Mm -hmm. Um, And everybody on my team was like, oh, my gosh, this is the most I've ever worked in July. This is incredible. And I'm like, you're welcome. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) I think think that's so true, though. There's so much to unpack. There is so much. Multi-layered here. Yes. But I think for me, what I really, really, really resonated was – and I felt this way in 2021. Yeah. I remember I was sitting in the family room talking to my husband and like 
just, I was like, I'm a shell. Like I'm just yeah. a shell of a person and I have, I, there's nothing to me. There's nothing to me, but being a, being your wife, being my kid's mother and being this business owner. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I, and I was talking to Courtney about this a couple weeks ago. I was like, I don't have a best friend mm. <laughs> oh, Lord. other than her, which is great, you know, whatever. But still like, <laughs> I don't have like, because I haven't had time to like put into it. No. You know? Everything goes into the business right. and family, business and family. Yeah. And people are like, what do you like to do? What's your hobby? And I'm like, I literally don't have any sleep. And that's what I say <laughs> all the time. And I, tr- uh, comically, but it is true. Like if I had free time, I'm taking a nap. Heck yes. I would add drinking to that as <laughs> well I, for her I, hobby. I, <laughs> that's probably true. <laughs> but still, I mean, I just feel like it's, you just forget who you are. And mm-hmm. it's, and it, and everyone talks about when you become, kind of like tying back to you saying how this business was your baby. Like when you become a parent and a mom, you lose who you are to this kid. Yeah. And it's the same thing with business. Yeah. You lose every bit of who you are. And it's like your business just consumes every inch of your personality. And For sure. All I felt that – I think I, I talked to you all about that I felt there was guilt in me mm-hmm. for taking a whole month off. Yeah. I'm like, how do you deserve that? Right. Like who do you think you are that you can do that? Mm-hmm. Financially, it probably wasn't the greatest decision of my life. You know, mm-hmm. like I could have made a lot more money in July if I had done a bunch of weddings. Mm-hmm. But I got into that breaking point where you're like, who am I besides a business owner? Mm-hmm. Like, and it felt so good to just mm-hmm. finally take that time. Yeah. You know, and I did like all the weird stuff that I like to do that I never have time for, you mm-hmm. know, like weird crafts and stuff. <laughs> Nice. You remembered your hobbies. I love hobbies. And I just never have the time to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, or just like not doing anything. Mm -hmm. That's what I do when I go on vacation is I do nothing. And it felt so weird to be like, I haven't touched my laptop in a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I haven't just been constantly on my phone. Sometimes I forget what nature looks like, Mm. you know? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds so crazy. Um, and I was like, look, look at birds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's leaves on the tree. <laughs> there are things that, like, I, like, totally forgot existed because my whole life is, like, looking at a laptop mm-hmm. or trying to please a client. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my whole life. Right. Um, so now I've kind of worked it into next year mm-hmm. where yeah. I've gone, okay, maybe I don't take a whole month off. Mm-hmm. Maybe I take two weeks off mm-hmm. in July and, like have a few weekends off too, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And maybe there's only two days you go to the office Mm -hmm. or two days you do trials um, and just like create a little bit more balance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because then it didn't all fall apart. It didn't. Right? Like it's not like like business was suffering because of that. I thought it would though. Yeah. I was like, if I take this vacation, it's all going to collapse. So you're not nearly as important as you thought you were. I'm not. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like – and I think that when I talk to Dana often about business, like for me personally, I didn't get into business to like as a lifestyle, right? I yeah. wanted to have a business to support the lifestyle that I wanted to have. Yeah. And there's definitely some grind years for sure where you got to, you know, like mm-hmm. work it out and it's all consuming and everything's kind of focused on it. But once you reach that point, it's really, really hard to shift the mindset mm-hmm. into the next thing. Like mm-hmm. it's literally like a practice to get there, to mm-hmm. realize, like, actually, I am not what's going to keep this wheel moving. I mm-hmm. don't have to be involved in every single decision or every client interaction. In fact, it's better for clients if I'm not interacting with them because my yeah. mind isn't really 
on the client, you know? And I think that like kind of getting to the point where your team is large enough and skilled enough and you've poured into them enough to trust them to mm-hmm. be able to do that is hard, right? Because you have that still have that controlling nature. But at the same time, I think so necessary, not only for you, but also for your team. Because I think when they go through things like that, they realize how important they are to you. Mm-hmm. And it kind of starts building that kind of like trusting relationship that kind of builds on itself to make better employees and yeah. more powerful businesses. Well, yeah, you're essentially like giving them the confidence yeah. to like do mm-hmm. your job. Absolutely. And that's why, too, I never named my business after myself mm. because I was like, hopefully one day it's not just me, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, for people that do name their businesses after mm-hmm. them, that's chill, too. That's what you totally want. Totally fine. But, like, events. also, like, my body's not going to be able to do this, <laughs> right? you know, mm-hmm. like, forever because it's grueling just standing and, like, putting all your weight on one leg and tilting your head a certain yeah. way. Like, everybody in my industry, like has trouble with that like long term so I think building a team is also like job security for Mm -hmm. the future yeah Mm -hmm. I also think there's something really powerful towards building your business and then really being able to do something for your family they wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to do for themselves Mm -hmm. yeah do you know what I mean yeah like we've experienced that a couple of times Mm -hmm. and it is always very much like a full circle moment for us where it's like wow we did that Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, I have that constantly. It feels like I'm constantly grateful for the fact that it's come how big it's gotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because to me, it was never going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a house. Like, that was not a dream of mine in New York City. I didn't think it was a possibility. Yeah. And because of this business, because of my team, because of hustling my ass off mm-hmm. I like got to buy a house and yeah. that's like a huge it's a big, huge deal yeah so it's a lot of hard work but to see things like come to fruition from working your ass off for so long is like it can be emotional but yeah there is something very 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 emotional about it and for me like my yeah. goal is for to for Sam to feel like he can quit the job that he doesn't love mm. and take six months off yeah. figure out what he wants to do and, and do it. You know, like that's where I want to get to. And that's where I'll feel like, wow, like where I probably be just as emotional because yeah. I want him to have that passion for yeah. something, you yeah. know? And he, he always says like, I'm 38 or 39. I'm like, who cares? You can start your life over when you're 45. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like go find something, go do something. Yeah. 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 I feel, uh, like every day I'm thinking like, how did they get to this? Like mm-hmm. every single day. What I, the piece of advice I think that's like kind of hidden in these layers of this, right? That the success doesn't come down to what you said before. It's not about quantity. Yes, a team yeah. helped you. It, it definitely yeah. brought you from one level to the next level. But the recognition that says, well, I could take this, my, your reputation so great in the industry that you could franchise. You could be all over, right? You could do all these things. But for you... The <laughs> I'm shaking my head. I know, I know, but <laughs> that's terrifying. I know, but I think that for a lot of people, yeah, they they get a taste of a team and like, okay, this is great, I can do it, and then now I'm gonna like expand and do all these things. Yeah. And what happens is maybe it's okay for a year, or two years, yeah. but then it kind of all crumbles. You see all these businesses that have places in different yeah. areas crumble because they don't have that quality. And I think that your success and you know you talking about you know 
what you're like, how did I do this? I think it's because of your mindset that it's about the quality of what you are doing. And that's what's built your company, right? Yeah. It's, it's having people that align with that same thing. It's employing people that, that, you know, live out that, you know, your service statement yeah. and your I've also values. gotten so connected to my team too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, I know that some people think that it's like kind of toxic to say that like your work is your family mm-hmm. because then like you've ruined boundaries. Um, I don't believe that mm-hmm. um, because these people, I've seen them like grow and like we, you know, know each other like they're our spouses and mm-hmm. our kids and like we've like hung out and had drinks like we are family. Mm-hmm. Like I see some of these people more than I do my yeah, actual do. family. Yeah. And so I can't fathom having more people. Um, I know there's like a few. I'm not bad mouthing other people in the industry, but like I recently saw like a team of 30 mm-hmm. and I was like how can you give a personal experience mm-hmm. and know each one of those artists and stylists mm-hmm. and connect them to the right client right if you have that many people mm-hmm. on your team that is supposed to represent you mm-hmm. yeah um because even for me having nine is like that's a lot of people to manage mm-hmm. you know um and to have the same values and to have the same skill set mm-hmm. and to have um, the same mindset. And so for me, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting bigger than that where I can't have that level mm-hmm. of like personal touch. Yeah. So how did you tell your team that you're like, I'm peacing out for a month? I just said I'm peacing out. How, did they I like- was honest. And I mean, they all have seen me cry a million times. <laughs> Um, and so they knew I was crispy toast. I was uh, burnt to a crisp. And they had seen it. And so they were like, okay, so that means more work for us. Mm-hmm. We get to do more weddings. And I was like, yeah, because they get paid by the service. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, like, um, oh, we have to do your work. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. I have more weddings now. And that's more income for my family. Right. And then they can go on vacations because they took on more right. work. Um, and that I love to see that too in my team because mm-hmm. over the years I've seen like my OGs go, I'm taking a week off and I'm going to take a weekend off this month and I'm going to take, and because we have gotten so popular mm-hmm. and like so many planners and venues like trust us so much, we have enough work where they can take vacations, mm-hmm. you know? And so I saw them working in the beginning, like we didn't have enough work for them to mm-hmm. do that, you know? And to see us expand and, like, get so well-known, it has helped them flourish Mm. in their personal lives, too. So I sometimes feel guilty about it. But then I'm like, I'm helping. Like, Mm -hmm. long-term, it's incredible for them, too, to Mm -hmm. have more work. Right. And I think going back to, like, your original story of, like, you saw a way out of this kind of really hard world that they were in. And I think that for us... When we talk about, and I was just talking to a niece about this the other day, actually. Yay. About Shout out. Yeah, about <laughs> changing the industry. Like yeah. we have got to change, especially like for us like planners, that we are working at these breakneck speeds and we can't even make a full-time salary. Yeah. And we're hiring contractor after contractor after contractor. And mm-hmm. it's like, what would happen if we just hired these people full-time? We charge what we were worth, mm-hmm. right, for a full-time person to plan your wedding and created actual careers and pathways for people to provide for their families. That means um, health insurance. It means 401ks. Like, it's just, I look at so many of these young people in the industry and I'm like, how are you retiring? 
Like, yeah. how are you getting there? Like, what's your plan? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, there's just no options. And we, and as an industry, and I love that you're changing the beauty industry to say there are ways for you to be yeah. successful. Because, like, constantly hustling, it will take a toll on it you. It will. It will. And it's I not think worth it. I, in the beginning, when I started this business, I was so proud of being so overbooked. Mm-hmm. I was like, check me out. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like so proud of not. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so proud of being like, I care about myself mm-hmm. and I care about my family. And that means I'm taking a step back. Yeah. Um, and I think that like hustle grind culture thing, which our wedding industry is notorious, notorious. for. Um, overbooking themselves. I hope it comes to an end. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I always <laughs> say when I get at my worst, I'd like to be a potato. Mm. Like bury me in the ground. I want to be a potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to exist. Yeah. And so I don't want to have to get to the place where I just want to be a potato. Mm. I want to be a thriving, <laughs> thriving French fry. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to get to the place where like that is the – that's the only way out, mm-hmm. you know, it's to be a potato, it's to be a potato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, to just be that exhausted yes. mm-hmm. that you're like, leave me alone, bury me in the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like, I don't want to live like right? that, yeah. you know? Um, and the first couple of years, man, I felt like that, you know? Yeah. So it's, and I think having people around you and having a team will, has really helped me because I couldn't have done that alone. Yeah. yeah. Right. I couldn't have taken time off alone. Would you say that the minimal amount of time that you want to be a potato now is like the most rewarding part of building your team? Or yeah. Is there like- <laughs> no, like setting those boundaries is yeah. incredible. And being able to relinquish control as a control freak is yeah. incredible. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it has opened me up to also like be able to say yes to creative things, mm-hmm. things I would have said no to because I knew I didn't have the energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be able to do that, it brings back the passion mm-hmm. of beauty that I love so much. Right. Because once you overwork yourself, especially in the beauty industry, you lose like the reason you started it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had started to lose that in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love that. Like, uh, I don't, I'm terrible with words, but that the fact building a team gave you back your passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't grind so hard when yes. you were gone. But yes. I 100% agree with that. I think mm-hmm. the same thing. Like I feel like building a team allows me to pursue my passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you just have less on your shoulders yeah. where you find joy in those mm-hmm. moments because you've taken that time off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, you know, there mm-hmm. was so many years, after, well, 2021 to be exact, they just felt like it yeah. was like mm-hmm. we all were like, I can't breathe. Like mm-hmm. this is too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, we're very happy about that. I know. <laughs> well, we would love to kind of end on some advice yes. that you can give people who maybe are in a similar state who maybe similarly like they're not there because they want to build a team because they want to necessarily do an exorbitant amount more, but maybe they want to be able to take a step back and to kind of create that better balance in their life. Like what are some tips that you give somebody who's like, Hmm, this sounds like me. I need to start looking to build my team. Yeah. I definitely think, uh, surrounding yourself with like-minded people Mm -hmm. that surround themselves with like-minded people. Mm -hmm. That's how I found my team and just making sure that they at their core have the same values as Mm -hmm. you 
when you're trying to interview or find people. Because ultimately, people can be taught to some degree. They do obviously have to have that skill. But you can't teach somebody to have that like core moral standing mm-hmm. or core belief. Mm-hmm. You can't teach somebody that. Right. Like you can't teach somebody empathy right. or how to listen right. or to care for others. Right. You can't. Mm-mm. Again, it goes back to quality. It Don't just grab people because you want to relinquish some control and you just need help. Finding those right people, mm-hmm. I think, is the most important. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great advice. advice. Yeah. Is it? It is. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Well, thanks so thanks much for, for spending here. this time with us. Thanks for this for, therapy session. And being yeah, vulnerable. We really appreciate that. Because <laughs> I think it's, I just think it's real life. I think everyone feels the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. And they're just afraid to talk about it sometimes. Yeah. So I'll always talk about feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for gathering us today to talk about team building. To learn more and connect with Nina and Wedded Kiss, follow them on Instagram at Wedded Kiss. And to learn more about our hustles, visit us on the gram at CND Events, at the Bradford NC, at Anthem.house, and at Hustle and Gather. And if you're interested in learning more about our speaking, training, or venue consulting, head to our website at hustleandgather.com. And if you love us and you love this show, we'd be more than honored if you left a rating and a review. This podcast is a production of EarFluence. I'm Courtney. And I'm Dana. And we'll talk with you next time on Hustle and Gather.